Have you ever had to run away from anything and you were really uncertain about the future because you're finding yourself in a strange place with people that you were not familiar with? And in fact, in this society we live in today, that happens all the time. We're all of a sudden we're on the other side of the country, sometimes even the world, and a or very just even a new company, or even a new company. Right? You're yep. not sure about the coworkers you got. And yep. We got a great example of this and yep. a good lesson that comes out of this as well. Right. Jacob gets himself in the kind of trouble that forces him in that situation, and yet. God comes through, which That's is right. a great thing. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 28. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And we'll jump right into verse 1 of Genesis 28. It says, So Isaac called for Jacob, blessed him, and said, You must not marry any of these Canaanite women. Instead, go at once to Padanaram, to the house of your grandfather Bethuel, and marry one of your uncle Laban's daughters. It almost sounds like Alabama, marrying a cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit more of that then. Yep. <laughs> Verse three, may God Almighty bless you and give you many children and may your descendants multiply and become many nations. May God pass on to you and your descendants the blessings he promised to Abraham. May you go, may you own this land where you are now living as a foreigner for God gave this land to Abraham. Now that's the land that Moses will bring the Mm -hmm. Israelites into one day. Mm -hmm. But they have to wait for it. Verse five, so Isaac sent Jacob away and he went to Padanaram to stay with his uncle Laban, his mother's brother, the son of Bethuel, the Aramean. Esau knew that his father Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him to Padanaram to find a wife and that he had warned Jacob, you must not marry a Canaanite woman because Esau himself was married to Canaanite women. Yeah, interesting. You must not marry anybody like your brother's wives. That's right. (laughs) And, and if you if you if you weren't with us uh, the day before yesterday, the, yeah. the closing of the chapter was that those those Esau's wives brought a lot of yeah. trouble. The daughter in laws are just killing Isaac them. and Rebecca. Sorry. Verse seven. He also knew that this Esau also knew that Jacob had obeyed his parents and gone gone to Padanaram. It was now very clear to Esau that his father did not like the local Canaanite women. So Esau visited his uncle Ishmael's family and married one of Ishmael's daughters in addition to the wives he already had. His new wife's name was Mahalath. She was the sister of Neboeth, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba. You know, even though Esau was kind of like the black sheep at that point, uh, at least with because of the wives, though Esau, uh, Isaac still stuck pretty close to Esau. Yeah. Uh, but you see that there's still there's still this part of him that wants to please his parents. Yeah. He re- he rebelled, obviously initially, but there's still this part of him that wants his parents to be okay with him. Yeah, because his two wives were causing headaches, mm-hmm. so now he goes and marries a new wife that maybe... Like, that's going to make it better. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, two wives is trouble? Three, that's got to be better. <laughs> Verse 10, it says, Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stop there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and to lay down to go to sleep. Now, I remember this as a kid. I love this story. Like the story of using the stone as a pillow. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from heaven up to, or from earth to up to heaven, and he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. You want to take it from there, Dad? Yeah, at the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I'm giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions, to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. And this is something that 
the Jews missed for a long time, even though the Abrahamic covenant was always that all of the earth will be blessed through your seed, it's like they missed that part of it because this was all about the Messiah. It's because of the Messiah that all of us have that ultimate blessing of being restored in our relationship with God. And the fact that they were chosen people wasn't to be just for their benefit. They were chosen for a special purpose. And I believe that even today. So I don't believe the church has replaced the nation of Israel. I think that's Mm -hmm. bad theology, replacement theology. They are chosen for a very special reason. And in, in fact, in any situation when we've been chosen for something special, which God does that, it's not, we should not look at this that, oh, get, great, I get to enjoy what I've been given. Instead, I get to be a blessing with what I've been given. Yeah, yeah. And that's the statement that was being made to Jacob here. Yeah. Verse 15, what's more, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I finish giving you everything I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. The next morning, Jacob got up very early. He took the stone he had rested his head against and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it, which was, of course, very significant to them in that land. He named the place Bethel, which means house of God although it was previously called Luz. So you see Bethel, and that's like, uh, there's a lot of churches named Bethel, um, bands named Bethel, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. from and churches named Bethel, and this is, and the colleges named Bethel comes from this. Though it is kind of funny, when I was in Israel, I was uh, walking with our guide, and um, she had said, Bethel mm-hmm. is how you, how you say it. Yeah. So I should, how I should mess it. with my Bethel. friends from Bethel and say, is it, oh, you go to Bethel. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I also find this interesting. It says, uh, although it was previously called Luz, we have a woman in our church named yeah, Luz. That's right. So, and I didn't yeah. realize that, that 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 probably is the association. Luz is yeah. the place of Betel. Interesting. Hmm. Then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if you'll provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God and I'll present to God a tenth of everything that he gives me. Yeah. It is a cool chapter. And the reason I, I think we like that story so much is you just, you see God is a loyal God. He has every reason to walk away from mm-hmm. from Jacob. I mean, he he, he threw his deceiver. brother under the bus. Yep. He deceived his own father. In a way, he almost, he stole that blessing. And yet God is is a loyal father, and that's the kind of dad that we have. People struggle with reading through the Old Testament because they see these Old Testament heroes. Yeah. You know, they, they hear about these grand stories and everything, the stories of their faith, but then they see their lives and they think, man, these guys blew it time and again. Yeah. And we can become so judgmental, but let's let's remember yeah. all of that is is within us. And I am grateful that God was good to f- people that were not always faithful right. because if it were not for that, I would not be convinced that he would always be with me. If I thought I could earn it, yeah. but we can't. Jacob didn't earn it. I can't earn it. That's right. And That's because right. of Jesus, it's, it's all because of Jesus that we receive his grace. Absolutely. Well, we are in Proverbs chapter 30, and I just want to look at um, really the first half of verse four. I love this verse so much. It says, who but God goes up to heaven and comes back down? Who holds the wind in his fists? Mm. Who wraps up the oceans in his cloak? 
who has created the whole wide world. I love that because it gives such a big picture to God. You know, one of my morning prayers that I've recently started praying every single morning is just, God, can you, can you show me yourself more today? May you today be more greater to me than you were to me yesterday. Mm. I want to see you more today than I saw you yesterday. And if, if we can do that, if we can be a people who just have a bigger picture of God each day we live, we're doing well. Yeah, that's awesome. It's because as A.W. Tozer said, what we think of God is the most important thing about us. Yeah. Yep. We have a great God. And not only is he great, not only does he hold the wind in his fists and the, the ocean in his cloak, mm. he is also a loyal father who is there even when we mess things up. He is great, but he is also good. Yep. Well, remember that today. Make it a good day. We'll see you tomorrow.